Chapter 10, Match and Mirror. The chanting died, leaving only the sound of rustling trees. Nix felt a hundred faces turn from Tiago and fix on her. Who invited that girl? The boy asked, which earned him a few laughs. Fawn, on the other hand, favored Nix with an expression of deepest loathing. Great. This was not how Nix envisioned ending her day. She should have walked home when she'd had the chance. How heroic, Fawn said, except no one cares whether you want to play. Nix was about to laugh as if she'd been joking, but then she saw Tiago's expression. He watched her with a kind of worried relief, grateful she'd shifted the spotlight. She was really going to regret this. Standing around is getting kind of old, Nick said in a semi-assertive voice. Tiago doesn't want to do it, so are you going to let me? Or are we just going to wait around for the cops to show up? As if. From the look on Fawn's face, if she'd had a nail gun, she would have put it to good use. Let's bloody do something, a girl who was obviously not British shouted. People were always trying to mimic Tiago's way of talking, as if that would impress or endear them to him. After hearing what he thought of Fawn's pet names, Nick suspected he wouldn't appreciate the mangling of his family's accent. The beefy black guy Nix had talked to at the snack table had a super soaker aloft. He grinned and sprayed a stream of water at the porch, narrowly missing Fawn. She's right, he said. It's getting boring. Let the fatty try. Nix couldn't decide whether that was flattering or patronizing, but she supposed she'd take what she could get. Nick smiled her thanks at the guy, but it was dark. That's probably why he didn't notice. Fawn seemed to sense her control over the mob slipping and caved. She smirked a vicious smirk at Nix. Fine, if you're so intent on being the center of attention, get up here. You go, girl! Jordan gave Nix a mock shoulder rub. Represent! Nix thrilled to see Tiago's look of appreciation as she made her way onto the porch. The rules are simple, Fawn shouted in her I'm the queen of the party voice. Heidi has written a message on a mirror somewhere in the house. A girl with multicolored streaks in her blonde hair raised a hand, obviously very proud of herself. Definitely one of the lionesses from Sarah's room. The players will spread out and look for the message, Fawn continued. You'll know you found the right mirror if there's a match close by. You want to be the first to light the match and read the message. At that point, all the others try to keep the match lighter from escaping, because if he can get out of the house and tell us the correct message... He wins. That's stupid, Chuck yelled. Fawn pretended not to hear. It won't be as easy as it sounds, since the power is off and there are no flashlights allowed. A murmur spread through the crowd. Nix shuddered. She wasn't exactly scared of the dark, but didn't really like the idea of trying to tackle people in it. She'd probably end up running into a wall and knocking herself out. You'd a bomb, Nixie, Jordan shouted awkwardly, as if to combat all the negative energy from the porch. Tiago beamed up at her, which incidentally wasn't awkward at all. How did he do that with his eyes? It was inhuman. Suddenly, Nick saw herself barreling out the back door, screaming the secret message while everyone cheered. The others would stumble out after her, lamenting how quick and stealthy she was. Then a glowing Tiago would approach and take her by the, Hey, Dumbo, the match is inside! Nick stood alone on the porch. All the others had gone into the house. Apparently, Fawn was one of the players, too. Good. This was Nix's chance to humiliate the little pixie, or at least pile-drive her after she lit the match. Nix focused all her attention on getting inside the house without tripping or smacking into anything. As she entered, she noticed a section of window broken out of the door. That must have been how Fawn's friend got in. 
The concrete visual of their crime jarred Nick's. What was the penalty for breaking and entering? It didn't matter. It was too late to turn back. She'd just have to hope she could slip away in the event of a police raid. Darkness enveloped her, and she felt another rush of adrenaline mixed with holy flip what have I gotten myself into. At the very least, this was much more fun than sitting around and watching people swim. She was part of something. She finally had a chance to prove herself. A popularity contest. The sounds of people bumping into things echoed through the black corridors. A house this size probably had dozens of mirrors. Heidi would have put the match as far from the exit as she could, most likely not on the first floor. After groping along the walls and nearly getting knocked down by several fellow match-seekers, Nix located the staircase to the second story. Although the hall was pitch black, moonlight illuminated most of the rooms. An occasional noise made its way up from the floor below, but it seemed Nix had the upper floor to herself for the moment. She slipped from room to room and quickly identified seven mirrors, four attached to dressers, and three above bathroom sinks. No match. Upon returning to the first floor, Nix noticed that the sounds of people bumping into things had fallen silent. Come to think of it, it had been quite a while since she'd heard any sounds at all. Had someone found the message already? Wouldn't she have heard all the running and screaming of people getting tackled? That's all she needed, to come wandering out after the game was long over, especially if everyone had gone home. Nix peered out at a back window. There were still people out there. Most of them seemed bored, but they were definitely watching the mansion for some sign of development in the game. Maybe the other players had given up? Nix wandered on the main level a while, getting more anxious by the minute. Where was everybody? In the darkness, she felt a doorknob and turned it. Coat closet. The next door stuck a little bit, but Nix finally got it open. She waved an arm through the doorway and felt nothing in front of her. A bigger room. This could be it. She slipped through into nothing. Her foot had gone past the place where the floor was supposed to be. Her stomach lurched into her ribs, as if looking for something to hang onto. Before Nix could scream, her foot hit something. The next step. She flung her arms out and caught the banister just in time to avoid tumbling down the stairs. Nix could almost hear her heartbeat echoing off the walls. Wouldn't that have been a great way to end the evening? Game's over. The fat girl fell down the stairs. Who wants to haul her to the hospital? Why didn't they warn a girl about the basement? Suddenly Nix realized the significance of her discovery. Downstairs would be a perfect place to hide the match. She carefully made her way down the remaining stairs, making doubly sure there were no more steps before taking her hand off the rail. The only trouble now was that she didn't have the light of the windows to use as a reference. She may as well have been in the coat closet. Nix moved slowly, systematically checking the wall for doors. The basement turned out to be larger than she'd expected. After what seemed like an hour of bumping around in the pitch black, she began to question the intelligence of this game. Sure, it sounded fun at first, but this had to be unbelievably tedious for the spectators outside, sort of like watching a football game with the TV off, not to mention the amount of time they were all wasting. Was it already past her curfew? It didn't feel like it had been that long, but who knew? Cut off from your senses, your mind started going loopy and playing tricks on you, like the sound of a doorknob slowly turning. Surely that was just the house creaking in the wind or something? What would happen if she didn't show up when her mother expected? Nix could see exactly how it would play out. Mrs. Wack would call Dibble and learn she'd been fired and had lied about going into work. At that point, Nix would become an endangered species. The sooner she got home, the greater her chances of survival, but she couldn't walk out of the mansion without someone finding the message. Maybe she could guess it? It was probably Heidi is the best or something equally narcissistic. Nix heard the noise again, a doorknob rattle. She stopped dead and strained her ears, then a creak barely perceptible over her quick, shallow breaths. 
Was someone else down here? Why were they being so quiet? Hello? Nick said into the blackness. No answer. She suspected as much. If they'd already gone to this much trouble not to be discovered, they certainly weren't going to pop out and say, You caught me, you clever thing, you! Or perhaps she really was alone. Maybe the sound she'd heard was a mouse, flying or otherwise. Nix rubbed her fingers on her clammy palms and took another couple steps. Even over the sound of her sneakers shuffling on the tile, she heard the next sound. A single footstep, as if someone had decided to move, then discovered how loud his feet were. Although the whole situation was downright creepy, the fact that Nix wasn't the only one still wandering around the house actually made her feel better. The other person was probably just as unnerved as she was. Most likely Nix had surprised someone in their search of the basement, and they hadn't dared move for fear of being tackled. Only one way to take control of the situation. Nick strode toward the footstep and reached into the darkness. She waited for a scream or the sound of someone scurrying away, but nothing came. Instead, she smacked her wrist on a doorknob. Pain shot up her arm. With a slight creak, the door swung open wider. Was loud footstep guy waiting for her inside the room? Her body literally felt cold. She wasn't one to scare easily, but this whole situation was getting strange. No turning back, though. Her curiosity had a firm grip on her will and was twisting it into unnatural shapes. Why did her need to know trump her need to live? There had to be something wrong with her. Chronic reckless curiosity disorder or something. Nix held her breath and slipped through the doorway. Inside, the room felt warm and smelled kind of dank. She felt along a wall. Light switch. Useless, of course. Some sort of hooks? Towel hooks? Yes, she felt the sink. It was a bathroom. She reached up blindly and felt a cool, hard surface. She slid her fingers down the mirror and felt something smear. Yes, she'd found it. The message must have been written in lipstick. Hopefully she hadn't made it illegible with her clumsy smudging. The vision of her triumphant reception returned full force, and she feverishly felt along the sides of the sink. She was going to win. She felt something large, like a garden tool, resting on the sink, but no match. What if someone had already found it and lit it? No, she would have heard some sort of commotion. The match had to be there. Heidi would have made it tricky. Nix lifted the large object and felt underneath. Sure enough, something small slid onto the ground. She crouched and found the matchbook rather quickly considering her visual impairment. But before she straightened, she caught another whiff of the musty smell. Body odor mixed with something else. A flowery scent? Fawn. She was either in the room or had been very recently. Of course. Vaughn had found the book of matches, but instead of lighting one herself and getting clobbered, decided to wait and clobber someone else. Ha! She didn't count on the girl built like a rugby player finding it. As if that scrawny little pageant queen could clobber anything anyway. Nix opened the matchbook. Her sweaty fingers felt a single flimsy match. She was seconds away from knowing the message, and nobody was going to keep her from getting outside. The first strike on the matchbook yielded a spark and a funny smell, but on the second match flared. The little glow on the tip seemed like a hundred-watt bulb after so much wandering in the dark. Nix held the match sideways to keep it from going out. Would Fawn tackle her before she'd had a chance to read the message? She brought the flame close to the mirror and leaned forward. Her own face appeared in the glass, dirty and shiny with sweat. The message was crudely done. It didn't look like Heidi could have spent more than a couple seconds on it. The mirror was covered with some blackish muck, and the message seemed to have been written with a finger. With some difficulty, she picked out the words, but it still didn't make any sense. Her fingers grew hot as the fire crept down the length of the match. Had she read the message right? What in the blazes did it mean? She looked down at the sink and saw the object she had moved to uncover the match. It wasn't a garden tool. 
There on the sink, covered in the same dark goop, lay a long, serrated kitchen knife. Nix recoiled. Her eyes snapped back to the mirror, and her mind grappled for the answer that was just out of reach. The flame sank closer to her exposed skin. Nix read the smeared message again. Your prints are on the knife. Something moved. She stopped squinting at the message and focused on the image past it. Holy flip. Someone was behind Nix on the floor. She spun around and the fire touched her finger. Nix yelped and dropped the match. The flame traveled to the floor, sending shadows crawling up the walls, and for half a second illuminating the figure before her. Vaughn wasn't crouched, ready to pounce. She lay in the bathtub on top of several other bodies. The match spluttered out on the floor and plunged the room into darkness. But not before Nix saw the blood.